Joining us now in our studios is Rice County Attorney John Fossum. Good morning, John. Good morning, Jeff. Thank you so much for coming in today. It's a beautiful day today. It is perfect. made it in. Yeah. I was just looking at some stats. You know what? A year ago today, 96 degrees. We set the record high. Wow. I'm thinking, boy, I uh, didn't like the cold spring, but I'm glad it's not 96 right now. We don't need to make up for that in one day. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, Jeff, I, I spent, when I was in Afghanistan, we had a week where it was 120 every day, and uh, except for Friday when it was 130. So I... I've decided since then I don't complain about the heat. So you're not gonna you're gonna not gonna lure me into complaining about the heat here. <laughs> Let's uh, move into uh, some news. First of all, I want to ask you about uh, a uh, apparent murder case that happened just last week in Morristown. I mean, do you think of the sleepy little Morristown, small town, but uh, things happen there. Uh, what uh, can you tell us about that? Well, of course, gun violence and and. Uh, uh, issues can can happen ever, anywhere and so this was a situation where there was there were four people living in the house and two of them were gone and and uh at some point uh one of the people lived in the house picked up a shotgun and uh walked to walked across the room and leveled it at the at the roommate and and uh pulled the trigger twice and and killed him with the with the shotgun so currently he's been charged with the second degree murder and uh the case is in process he's in the rice county jail uh with a court order for a million dollars in unconditional bail or a half million dollars in conditional bail so that's uh, that's where we are with that case right now let's be moving on there's a uh second appearance rule eight hearing next week so we've got uh we're still moving forward with the case now, I understand that he has confessed to the crime, but I don't know if he has entered any pleas as of yet. Is that confession, does that, uh, I, I would suppose that holds some weight in a court of law? Yeah, the statements that people make uh, can be used against them. That's so, no. So, and I, you know, we released some of those statements were included in the, in the complaint and, and uh, some of the things that he said uh, spontaneously were included in the complaint and and uh, if we get to a trial the jury would get to hear a lot of those things and so we would talk about that stuff um he you know uh, the system doesn't allow him to enter a plea until we get to the omnibus hearing which is the next hearing down the road after the one that's next week so we'll uh, have to deal with the the process uh in the order that it goes in so at this point he hasn't entered a plea of guilty or a plea of not guilty and uh, we'll give him, a, you know, he'll give it, he, he has a, a lawyer appointed that will be dealing with the case and we'll be working with his lawyer and talking to his lawyer about uh, how the case moves forward. We have uh, uh, had a, a spike in gun violence. It's not just this year, but it's uh, been more noticeable as of late with some of the uh, uh, mass shootings that have been going on. And there's quite a bit to talk about gun control. Evidently, the House, the headlines this morning is the House passes some new gun limits. Uh, from a standpoint of uh, being a prosecuting attorney, what, what are your thoughts on that? Is there any, do you advocate any particular stance uh, in uh, when it comes to that? And are you in the position to advocate one stance or not? Uh, I, I don't, and I, I'm not advocating for any specific position on gun control. Our our focus is that we take the cases that we have. We get 
the the charges that we get, and we try to make sure that we enforce the law. You know, in Minnesota, we have a um, a ban for convicted felons that if they're if they possess a firearm, it's a five year mandatory minimum in prison, and we try to make sure that we enforce that because it is a, a requirement. It is something the legislature has passed. Um, as to what the policy is, I leave that to the legislators. I don't. I try not to spend a lot of time arguing about what I think the law should be. I try more to deal with what the law is and let the legislators perform their function, let the uh, people lobby their elected representatives and, and make their arguments. But I think for, for my position, my main focus is to deal with the law as it is. And whatever the legislature does with the law, we would we would try to follow it. And certainly federal legislation is always hard hard to keep up with because it changes from time to time as to which which group is pushing what, when, and, you know, will it, will it go through the House? Will it go through the Senate? Can it possibly go through both? And that's a matter for somebody else to argue about than me. You mentioned the legislature. Our legislature just uh, uh, ended without really, with a lot of undone business, uh, without a bonding bill and without uh, some spending provisions as well. Was there anything, uh, we haven't talked to you since uh, that has ended, was there anything that y- you were lobbying for or watching for that did not get done that's still kind of hanging in the balance? Well, obviously there was some funding for the justice system for um, uh training for the county attorneys association that we would like to see get out but uh there were also other things that we were concerned about in terms of uh requiring disclosure of all the the uh, the county attorneys were supposed to establish a there was one proposal where county attorneys were to establish a website publish the uh, all the cases that didn't get charged or got dismissed along with the name of the lawyer who made those decisions and uh, the County Attorneys Association as a whole opposed that. Uh, I think they estimated a cost of, of uh, uh, actually, I, I don't know the cost, but most of most of my colleagues felt like they would have to add staff, change uh, software, and uh, it would require a huge cost statewide uh, to, to go forward with uh, doing that. So that was one of the things we... That I think didn't make it out because it was in the in one of the omnibus bills, and so it didn't that w- didn't get resolved. And um, I think that that part was fine that we that we're not dealing with those requirements this year. But I think there's a there's a lot in there that it would have been nice for them to to get some of that stuff done. Rice County Attorney John Fossum is with us. We were talking just briefly before we went on the air here. You you mentioned a, a new initiative that you have been uh, working on. Uh, what can you tell us about that? You know, the new the new chief of the Faribault Police, John Sherwin, uh, Chief Sherwin, contacted me about this and asked me to, to support it. And then uh, Chief Elliott contacted me about it. And then uh, so I've, I've had conversations with them about it and uh, with the Healthy Community Initiative. Uh, is writing a grant which would involve uh, the police departments, involve uh, my office, and involve uh, uh, community corrections and social services at the county level. And the, and the idea would be to pursue a model uh, rather than incarceration for minor drug offenses, for the low-level drug offenses. The police might be looking at a way of just 
getting helping people get treatment uh, at the outstart, uh, a program they're going to call the, the, the grant initiative describes it as deflection. So instead of getting into the criminal justice system, uh, we might be able to find a way to just move people off into treatment uh, early if they're willing to do it. And there's another, uh, a second stage to that, which would involve my office, which would be uh, diversion so that instead of charging people with these rather minor uh, with these low-level drug offenses, the fifth degrees, the fourth degrees, the third degrees that tend to, um, you know, can can tend to linger in the in the court system a while, but rather than than prosecute those, we would do a diversion program where they have some supervision, they get some treatment, and if they can successfully complete diversion, we might not, uh, you know, they might never be charged with, might never be prosecuted for that crime, and. Um, Chief Elliott and Chief Sherwin have both expressed to me their significant support for this. Uh, the Healthy Community Initiative and Ashley Anderson from that group is working on a grant proposal, um, which I think is supposed to go out next week, to get some funding to do this. And, and I've also had conversations about how we might be able to do some of that or some part of that uh, even if we don't get this highly competitive grant. But I think it's a really creative initiative. And uh, as long as the the, the chiefs, is, uh, as long as the, the police are in support of it, I'm in support of it, and I'm willing to, to take a look at that and see if there's a way for us to reduce our, our, our corrections response, reduce our incarceration response and, and prosecution response to the drug crimes and, and look at um, more of a treatment program this is similar to a program that's been used successfully in in seattle and so i think that's that's part of what we're trying to do and if we can get the grant funding to do it i think it's a, it's a great idea and i really compliment the chief elliott and chief sherwin for bringing this idea forward and contacting me about it it sounds uh very similar to what the program that's already being run, Drug Court, but only at a much earlier stage in the game. Right. Okay. And it's before, so it would be before the prosecution. Uh, drug Court is really about the people who are high risk and high needs and have a lot of mm-hmm. uh, criminal conduct, but not the violent, not violent felonies, not, uh, but have uh, really are on their way to prison. And this would be to get the people, before they get into a long-term probation, before they get into a cycle of committing uh, crime after crime, if we can get people to help break that that early cycle, it might cut off the some of those later drug court participants, but it could also uh, save those people a lot mm-hmm. and save society a lot in terms of we're not incarcerating them, we're not putting them into into jails and prisons, and and we are also uh, helping them get the the treatment programming that they need uh, to deal with their their issues in terms of just substance abuse. Now, from a uh, financial standpoint, where do the expenses come in? Would it be to pay for some type of treatment for these people? Would they pay for it themselves? Will you need to add in personnel? Has all that been uh, thoroughly vetted yet? And as I said, we're still working on it. It's still mm-hmm. a, it's still a proposal, but the the funding would be to help pay for the uh, for the treatment, mm-hmm. to help pay the uh, social services and and 
corrections to do the supervision and do the treatment programming. Uh, from the standpoint of my office, we believe we can do it with our current resources. We would be assigning someone to simply be that, that gatekeeper to decide when diversion is um, appropriate and when it's not is part of uh, just as part of somebody's caseload. So from my end, I don't think there's any extra cost, um, but the, the cost, of course, would be the, the treatment beds and the treatment programming. And if there's federal funding and other funding to help pay for that, uh, that's what the grant is to help us address. Rice County Attorney John Fossum uh, is with us, sitting in right now. Uh, while we have you here, let's talk about the uh, the new Rice County Jail. That was approved earlier this week by the uh, Rice County Board of Commissioners at their meeting. Uh, so uh, evidently, uh, is are all systems go right now? The board has accepted the bids, and so uh, there's still a few more details to, to um, go forward, but... Uh, they've accepted bids, and so we should be moving forward towards a, a groundbreaking in the in the near future. All right. Now, is your office, uh, as Rice County's attorney, uh, you have to do uh, you have some chores to do with uh, the legal part of this and land acquisition and all that type of stuff? Are, are you pretty much done with this now, or are there still a few more things to do? Well, we have a we have developed a contract with our our construction manager. We have developed a construct a contract with the uh, designer. Our, we'll be working with the construction manager going forward to make sure that the contracts with all of the the folks who are uh, the w- winning bidders uh, will make sense and and uh, help help us uh, stay within the budget that has been set and uh, within the bids that they have proposed. So we'll ha- we've got some work to do on the contracting side, uh, and we'll be working with that, and hopefully all the contracts uh, go forward appropriately from there. So we should, we should be fine. All right. Rice County Attorney John Fossum. Anything else, John, while we have you in here? Uh, I think that's about what I got for you this morning, Jeff. All right. It's nice to talk to you. Thanks for coming in. Rice County Attorney John Fossum. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080 KYMN Northfield.